come to England around the turn of the century. The family of his wife, Aileen Leatherman, whom he married in 1924, came from Poland. Their daughter, Jill Angela Henriette Balkan, Daniel's mother, became a familiar voice on British radio as a continuity announcer and verse reader during World War II. Later she was famous as one of the country's star radio actresses. Daniel's grandparents on his father's side were the Reverend Frank Cecil Day-Lewis, a curate in the Protestant Church of Ireland, and his wife, Kathleen Blake Squires. Their only son Cecil became a writer, an Oxford professor, and eventually poet laureate. Born in what is now County Leash, Cecil had strong roots in Ireland. During the 1930s, when he was briefly a member of the Communist Party, Cecil's name became inextricably linked with a clutch of left-wing, anti-fascist poets comprising W. H. Auden, Louis McNeese, and Stephen Spender. Collectively, they were often satirically referred to as McSpawn Day. At this time, Cecil was married to Constance Mary King, and during their twenty-three-year marriage, they produced two sons, Sean and Nicholas. The marriage ended in divorce early in 1951. By this time, Cecil had struck up an association with Jill Balkan, twenty-one years his junior, whom he had met when they were co-readers for the BBC Home Service programme, Time for Verse. They married in April 1951, and two years later had their first child, a daughter, Lydia Tamasin. It was a further four years before their son was born, on the 29th of April, 1957. Inheriting his mother's jet-black hair and startling pale green eyes, Daniel arrived two days after his father's 53rd birthday in the front room of the Day-Lewis family home at 96 Camden Hill Road, West London. Cecil immediately penned a poem in celebration of the birth called The Newborn. At the christening at the Church of St. Martin in the Fields, the baby was baptised Daniel Michael Blake Day-Lewis. Daniel, as an amalgam of their parents' Jewish and Irish associations, and Michael Blake to honour one grandparent from each family, thereby keeping peace with both. In keeping with Cecil's socialist sympathies, one of Daniel's four godparents was Julia Gaskell, whose father Hugh was the leader of the British Labour Party, then languishing in opposition. Then, Like his sister Tamazin before him, baby Daniel was promptly placed in the care of the live-in nanny, Minnie Bowler, who became the centre of his day-to-day life. With the addition of a second child to their family, Cecil and Jill decided to look for a roomier house and found one almost immediately. In its heyday, Six Crooms Hill in Greenwich, south-east London, would have been a fine example of Georgian architecture, nestling snugly at the foot of a sweeping hill opposite an equally grand and lively music hall. By the end of 1957, when Daniel was eight months old, its elegance had faded and the four-story end house, complete with imposing sash windows and fronted by black wrought-iron railings and gate, was in serious need of renovation. The adjacent music hall was nothing but a derelict eyesore. Nevertheless, the family moved out of Camden Hill Road and into Crooms Hill, or rather, Cecil and Jill did. Daniel and Tamazin were farmed out to the comfort of Jill's parents' family home until work on the house was completed. 
When he was reunited with his mother and father, family life for the young Daniel in the exquisitely refurbished Greenwich dwelling seems, by today's standards, to have had a somewhat remote quality to it. For his first few years, he lived mainly on the third floor, which had been set aside as the nursery wing. By the time he was three and had lost his older sister to infant school during the day, he was normally alone with Minnie Bowler. She, from the tips of her yellow-streaked hair to her laced-up flatties, was every inch a formidable-looking nanny of the old school, with very set ideas on the care of her charges. Only when they were ready for bed and turned out in faultless cherubic perfection could the children visit the sumptuous drawing-room on the floor below where one of their parents would take pleasure in reading them a bedtime story. The children would also make an appearance at weekend family meals, but apart from these occasions it would appear that Cecil's interaction with them was, by choice, limited.